Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Off the Record Podcast. I'm Campbell Wilmot. On this episode today, I'm speaking with John Bauman. He's a singer and songwriter from my home state of Texas. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's great. great All right, so for the listeners that are new to your music, just tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and how you got started in music. Sure. So um, I am from really San Antonio, Texas. I was born in Amarillo, but I've kind of lived all over the place and um, uh, I went to school in Fort Worth, Texas and a little bit in Lubbock, Um, but I'm a songwriter foremost, singer probably secondly, Um, but uh, I I, I think I'm coming up on 10 years of doing this um, and it's been a slow, slow grind, but uh, um, love what I do and love getting to meet new people and um, not sure I'd want to be doing anything else. Yeah, definitely. So you only if I got this right, you only lived in West Texas for a few years of your life. But in a lot of your songs, um, you talk about West Texas, including Midland and Bible Belt. So just tell me a little bit. Why um, are you drawn to write so many songs about that region? You know, when I was first getting started, I just didn't I didn't uh, growing up in the suburbs of San Antonio. I didn't really feel like there was anything too compelling or interesting. And I've always been really interested in geography. And I just felt like um, there's a very blank canvas up there for inspiration. And uh, I could, I could draw on a lot of West Texas stuff. Some of it made up, some of it uh, factual. Um, But yeah. And then also there's just such a long line of people that have connections in the music and text music, especially to, to the panhandle. And um, uh, it just kind of started from there. You come from West Texas in a Mercedes Benz With your Louis Vuitton and your debutante friends Your stepmom came with you to watch you unpack She'll go home in the Gulf Stream when it's time to go back to Midland Your daddy, he's been working since the day he turned 18 Working for his father, turning crude to gasoline In the great 1980s when the boom came to town And all them big old buildings, they just shot out of the ground out in Midland Midland Of course he will 
be handsome and he'll have a good last name. Y'all can sit in Jerry's box at the Cowboy football game. Take him home for Christmas, take him out to see the rigs where the roughnecks run the auger and dance a black gold jig out in Midland. Some years down the road With your scripture rehearsed You'll baptize that newborn baby at the Presbyterian Church. He'll be too young to know what is underneath that soil, but you didn't either, so just anoint his head with oil out in Midland. Speaking of the panhandle, um, in 2019, you teamed up with Josh Abbott, Cleto Cordero of the Flatland Cavalry, and William Clark Green to form a new group called um, the Panhandlers. So tell me a little bit about how that group was formed. So Josh called us uh, somewhere along the way, and uh, maybe maybe a year before that that record came out, and just said, hey, would you guys be interested in doing a, a show at Steamboat? Um, together like a bunch of cover songs from uh, the Flatlanders and uh, um, some of those guys Joey Lee Butch Hancock and we were all like sure well ultimately that evolved into uh, making our own record that was going to be a covers record and that turned into making a record of originals and um, yeah so Josh has kind of steered the ship so far and um, it's been really really great you know I kind of consider myself the the low man on the totem pole for that project. So I'm, I'm very happy to be on board and uh, it's been, it's been cool for all of us. Yeah. Um, and then also the Panhandlers signed with the next waltz, um, a record label created by Bruce Robinson and who you actually mentioned in your new Texas dead song. Yeah. And I think he's an incredible songwriter. I've always grown up listening to him. Um, how's it been working with him? It's been great. You know, Bruce was um, somebody that I looked up to, like so many other people. Um, but I, you know, I would drag my, my family out to see his Christmas show when I was in high school. And then in college, uh, I dragged my friends to go see him play in Fort Worth. And, um, after I got married, I dragged my wife to go see him. Um, but, uh, he's been a good friend and a good mentor and we've done some acoustic shows together and we've worked out at his studio quite a bit. And then this panhandlers project, um, it's been really, really cool. Cool. Um, and then also in your Texas Stud song, you mentioned Charlie Robinson, uh, Lyle Lovett, and Robert Earl Keane. Would you consider them to be some of your inspirations? And who else would you consider to be inspirations when it comes to music? Yeah, definitely all those guys, for sure. Um, 
you know, I always tell people like my my Mount Rushmore is kind of like uh, Robert Earl Keane, Guy Clark, James McMurtry, and uh, I really like Adam Carroll. Um, but those are the kind of guys that uh, kind of I, I you know I I love their records just as much as I do now that I that when I first heard them and I'm they're they're like they'll be with me for the long haul. Right. Yeah. Um, and also, so the Panhandlers made their debut at Billy Bob's in Fort Worth last October. I was actually at that concert. Oh, nice. Uh, how has um, touring gone so far for you and with the group and has COVID affected it very much? Yeah. So I think, I think that group had, had bigger plans. Um, and we had, we had five or six pretty, pretty big shows um before the pandemic happened and we've really just done one show and that was the show we did a, a steamboat debut but um we've only done one show and right now I, there's not a whole lot of discussion about future stuff but i i think we're all just kind of i think we're all trying to get our normal bands back to work and then we can we'll take another look at it but i don't think that band's going anywhere i think we'll make another record and i think we'll play more shows but um uh yeah, it's been really cool. There's a lot of guys on stage. There's like 11 people on stage, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then also, just tell me a little bit about your songwriting. Um, on top of your individual music, you've also written or co-wrote lots of the group songs, including the song No Handle. So explain to me your process. Like, does the music come first? Do the lyrics come first? How does that go? You know, it used to be um, when I had like a normal kind of desk job before, like, years ago I used to like write lyrics because I couldn't have my guitar at work um write lyrics in like my gmail drafts and stuff like that but uh um it's kind of evolved now to putting music first and I don't really have much of a process um and I don't really write every day it kind of kind of like every few months I'll get like an inspiration and I'll just write three or four really quick um but my wife just had a baby a year ago and the pandemic and everything. I, I really have not written any songs lately, but I need to. <laughs> um, so you talked about you would just jot stuff down at your desk job before this. So what were you doing before this? And did you always know that you wanted to do something in music? You know, I didn't really know. I had like a lot of stage fright when I, I, I taught myself guitar in high school and I never had the confidence to play out in college. Um, and when I moved to Austin, I was working at like a customer service call center gig and uh, um, then I worked for a nonprofit for a few years. But uh, um, when that was all happening, when I was working in those two jobs, I started to play open mics and had a couple buddies and was always paying attention to what was happening in the Texas music scene. And then I started to kind of build some songs, a little bit of a catalog. And I would go, I'd go make like little mini projects with uh with uh, different producers like I work with Robert Earl Keane's band back in 2012 that was like my first introduction to stuff um but yeah I didn't know what I always wanted to do it but once I kind of um made that first project I was like oh man I'm I'm all in you know so. yeah definitely so you talked about maybe stage fright a little bit in the beginning what would you say is your favorite part of this line of work like something that you didn't necessarily think was going to be your favorite beforehand but now you realize I think um I think the people that you get to meet is like incredible um uh you know it just it's amazing 
that people have an interest in me or any artist and they'll they're willing to come and give their time and their money and um support you in any way they can um that's i didn't know if i expected that to happen so much and it's it, it really shows you how small the world is but like um i i text with uh, gary patterson who's the football coach at tcu and i'm just like you know he never would have known who i was and that's been that's that's been really cool with the people you meet Definitely. Um, and you said you went to school in Fort Worth. Where did you go to school again? Yeah, so I went to, t- I, um, I started at South Plains in Lubbock and um, was there for a semester and then I left and I went to TCU and I uh, was there from 07 to 10. I graduated and uh, yeah. And so in 2020, you released your Country Shade album, but then you also released an EP called A and B Sessions. Mm-hmm. So how did you come up with that name and what does that mean? <laughs> You know, I just, um, I, uh, it, it just, it's just a two track project. And I just figured an A B session is kind of like the old school. You have an A side and a B side. And I really believed in the A track, Texas Dead, and um, the B side is Tokyo Smile. And I kind of was like, this just sounds like a B side. I love the song, but it's just, it's, um, it's a little harder to, um, for t- it's it's a little less digestible if you will um but uh yeah it was just like hey let's keep putting music out um we've got these songs i don't want i don't want to sit on them for a year and wait for eight other songs to be ready and i think my plan is for this year is to put out um two songs at a time similarly like ab session volume one ab volume two we'll see but that's kind of my plan Offshore on a platform rig, seasick and homesick and sick of the gig. Hop in the chopper, it has come to take me back to the mainland. I'll go straight to the lake, lone star in the cooler. Answer the riddle, go grab a guitar, pick up a fiddle, play all night. They just can't sing. All the Charlie and Bruce, the Lyle and Keen. I'm Texas born, Texas bred. When I die, I'll be Texas dead. Lay me down in the ground, put my name on a stone. To hell with heaven, I'm staying home. Two days in the summer, they tested my will. It didn't last that long When the cane dried up And the cotton was gone He dug down below ground He broke the bedrock 
Um, songwriting and how you just jot some stuff down do you think that's a like whenever you're writing a song does it all just come really fast and you write one in an hour or do you let stuff sit for a year before that's a great question um you know both to answer your question but I feel like some of my songs that people like more were written fast and the songs that I take weeks or months they just fall flat. I don't, I don't know why, but um, it's been funky. The songs are written in an hour or 20 minutes or two hours. They seem to be received better. Okay, that's really interesting. And in one of your songs, um, Gulf Moon, so that was covered by Kenny Chesney and appeared on his Songs for the Saints album. Explain that process and how that came to be. Yeah, so that was just dumb luck. Um, I wrote that song in probably 2013, and I really worked hard at it. I mean, I wrote it and rewrote it and edited it. And I had a couple guys managing me at the time that were trying to get me a record deal in Nashville. And they tried. And I think some of the people they were talking to were like, you know, pickup trucks and solo cups are are the rage right now. And I'm not really sure we can land this guy, John, a record deal. But maybe let's see if one of our artists likes it. And the artist and this person had in mind was Chesney. And Chesney turned out, turned out, as the story goes, he loved it. And, um... Uh, he recorded it and then he changed his mind. He wasn't going to put it on an album and I was so devastated. Um, And then Hurricane Irma happened and he decided to make a record called Songs for the Saints. And this is five years after I've written it. Oh, wow. And they told me it's going to be on this record. And, uh, and it was, it was track seven and I was beside myself and um, I was really proud of the job he did. I sent him like a super long email saying, thank you. (laughs) And um, it was a really, really cool experience, but it took every bit of five years. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. So just tell me a little bit about your plans for the future. Um, Is there any new music coming soon? And then also touring. um, Just tell me a little bit about what you have coming up. For sure. Um, I really need to start writing songs again, ASAP, but I've become de facto babysitter lately. Um, Uh, no, but I, I, I will put out some more music this year. I just don't know if it'll be another couple songs or four more songs or six more songs, but I will put some new music out uh, in in 2021. And in terms of touring, you know, I'm ready to, I'm ready to go back to work. I know the circumstances are wacky, but, um, I'm ready to go back to work and I'm kind of, I've already done a couple of like five day tours this year, but I'm really focusing now on, um, trying to get outside of Texas and, going and paying my dues in different parts of the parts of the country, because I'm starting to see that there are people out there that'll come to shows and buy merch. And I want to meet those people because um, I love Texas, but I see a lot of the 
same great fans here, but um, you know, you're not doing anything for yourself if you're not growing. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I, you know, national touring is a, is definitely something I want to do. Mm-hmm. And you just did um, some of that in, was it Florida, right? Or yeah, I did uh, one, one show in Florida and three, three shows in Georgia. And then um, we did some stuff in New Mexico and West Texas earlier this year, but uh you know, the pandemic's made it difficult, but um, I'm excited to come out to Arizona and play. Um, yes. I love going to the Northeast. I really need to hit the Midwest. I haven't even played Pacific Northwest yet, so there's still so many places for me to go go play. Mm-hmm, definitely. I'm trying to get lots of listeners out here in Arizona so you can come do some shows out here, too. Oh, my gosh, um, yes. <laughs> and then just last question uh where can people find more information about you and your music just social media platforms things like that sure so i'm on all of them except tiktok i decided i can't i can't uh i can't add any more social media to my life because i'm already horribly addicted to it like everybody else is but uh my website's johnbaumanmusic.com i'm on twitter at, at john underscore bauman underscore um instagram john e bauman e as an edward and then uh I think that's facebook.com slash jebtunes, but I'm out there and uh, it's it's really nice to see people come and, you know, follow along and help, help me get down the road a little bit. Definitely. All right. And then last thing I do on every podcast, so I call it final speed round. I'm going to name two artists and then just off the top of your head, pick one or the other. <laughs> All right. All right. First one, George Jones or George Strait? Oh, that's a great question. People are going to hate me, but I'm going to say George Strait. Okay. Willie or Waylon? Waylon. Jason Isbell or Jason Aldean? Mm-hmm. Isbell, no question. Okay. And then last one, Beatles or the Stones? <sighs> That's a tough one. That's a really good question. What does is, what is Will Green want me to say here? Um, <laughs> uh, let's, go with, let's go with the Beatles. Okay. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, thanks for having me on. And uh, it's Arizona State all the way. Yes. We'll come all right. Later. Well, I really appreciated um, getting to talk to you. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm looking forward, hopefully some shows in Arizona soon. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you again. Appreciate it. And thank you all so much for tuning in and listening today to this episode of Off the Record. Be sure and tune in next week and every week as I speak with a new musician. And just to close out today, I'll be playing one more song by John Bauman off of his latest album called Country Shade. This one's called The Country Doesn't Sound the Same. Music on my father's stereo every Saturday Back when steel and fiddle had their time to interplay It was my first drive in that old car Killed the battery Listening till the sun came up on a summer night's dream Songs for the working class and those looking for love They took you to a place deep inside or up above I don't hear them on my FM radio I don't know why they all have 
My father would call it a shame The country doesn't sound the same Every day for commercial zones I can hear it out the kitchen window The farm ain't the quiet place I used to know Everybody's headed west to stake their claim The country doesn't sound the same Times are always changing Time's gone, no more open sky above me, no more soul left in a song. I know it don't do no good to complain. The country doesn't sound the same. Times, or no matter where you stand, you're always on opposing sides. As the noise runs round the clock and no one can cut through, I don't know when it will end. I don't know what we can do. I lie awake at night and wonder how. I don't know what to think of us now. It doesn't do no good in laying blame. The country doesn't sound the same. The country doesn't sound the same. 